guess what decision we're about to make. Horrible decision. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, we're back. Welcome to another episode of Horrible Decisions. What? Don't look at me like this, bruh. Well, we're going to do the show in English. I don't know what the fuck this bitch said. Bro, okay, horrible decisions. I'm your girl, Mandy V, a.k.a. Debt Bitch. Hi, I'm Wheezy. If you're listening to us, we're going to try to make it as sexy as you can. If you're looking at us... Tim, no, this is not us trying to bring... We have plaid on right now. This is, well, this we is not both us trying to be sexy. lipstick on. <laughs> we did. And I feel like we did some effort. Our guest is wearing glitter. Nigga, it's a there vibe. There we go. And Sequence. if you watch the shit on your computer or your phone, you can put it on your TV because the shit's in 4K, ho. <laughs> Boop. Uh, <laughs> I want to introduce our guest for the week. Uh, she is someone that I met, what, two years now ago? Yeah. Again, someone else that I met at NSFW. We did a panel together. Yes. Um, Maybe I'm not gonna everybody say- at a fuck party. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> listen, I sure do. And I say connected because we do a little bit more than talking there. Um, yes. Well, I want to introduce uh, to you guys, Tiana. Hi. Hey. So Hello. Tiana is a conscious hedonist. Poly activist hey. and cannabis enthusiast. I um, mean, you a hoe who smoke weed? I I'm a hoe that smokes weed. Yes, I am. Roger that. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it make more sense Pretty than much. the ladder. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, but not only that, she has found uh, definitely a way to advocate for sex work. Uh, amidst the entire pandemic and almost on a weekly basis, you know, you were sending me all of these just virtual panels and events. Yeah. Can you, I guess, open up? A, a little bit to our uh, to our audience about what that was like and what your activism has been during COVID. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and excited to be here. <laughs> and that night was amazing. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you wanted to talk about it. Really? Oh, like a giggle sound? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? Don't do that. Is this the one where you made out with the girl that I fucked? Yes, oh. that night. <laughs> literally, I made out with her. She, and then- she was a guest on this show. If you guys listen to the episode, I can't remember her name. Forgive me. I know you're probably listening and I really liked you. We had a disabled Damn, girl that came her. on and we had Aisha who hosted the show with me. Her name's Aisha. Just so you know. Uh, <laughs> and Mandy. No, Mandy didn't tell me. Aisha hits me up the next day. She's like, hey, babe. She was like, I just went to a party where Mandy hosted the panel and it was wild. We made out last night. Yikes. Not only, like, not so only, hot. So let's just know we all woke up there. I yes. think you had to go to work the next morning. I did. This is yes. when I was with my seven foot tree that everybody wanted to climb. He was beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Oh, 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 I now remember. Yeah, it was that night. And listen, his dick was really big and I just didn't want dick that night. So I said, all of you can have him. <laughs> And me and her just kind of cuddled and made out, and she was my my. We did a bit more than cuddling, but those things also happened as well. Okay, Mandy, it wasn't cuddled. We cuddled with our pussy. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I literally I didn't really pay him much attention. Everyone else did though. Yes, they did. Yes, (laughs) everyone. Yes, and that was wild for him. But we met that night. So back to you both um, (laughs) doing the panel. Yes, yes, we were. We were on the same panel together, and I. Who told- else was with us? Was it uh, Zach? Was was Zach? Zach on us? Yes, Zach, yes, Zach Zane, who came. He yes. mediated, um, uh, and then also the girl from uh, Girls we- Guys We Fucked. Yes, Guys We Fucked, and Dame um, Products, the woman who owns uh, Dame. Yes, Dame owns sex toy. Company. Yes, yes, she was, exactly. on, she was she on, was on there as well. So um, it was fun. So what is a conscious? Cannabis co-host. No, we're going to talk about the hedonist for the horrible decision, but I I wanted to talk about, uh, just as an introduction to you a little bit, uh, your sex 
advocacy, your sex work advocacy. Yes, definitely. Um, so I support uh, sex workers of all different avenues. And sex work is a very broad term We've that's been learning. being used now. <laughs> so most people, when you think sex work, you think prostitute, in-person kind of work. Um, but it's uh, sex work is pro- uh, prostitution as well as uh, an escorting, but stripping and cam girling, sugaring, sugaring. absolutely oh. <laughs> sugaring. People like to exclude sugaring and I like to bring them back in. Because <laughs> why? why have you heard that people like to exclude sugar daddies and sex work, but you do feel like it is that? Because it's more socially acceptable and it fits within our gender normative sort of dynamics. And so because we're used to seeing an older man taking care of a younger person, that then when you do it in a more official context, like creating a seeking arrangements profile, let's say, or making more clear about what your boundaries are, what you will and will not do, or saying, if you like my time, then it costs this much. And being more explicit about these kind of interactions, that is sex work. Talk your shit. I've definitely told it's now that like when I think back to when I've dated guys and they'd be like, you know, just having conversations like, have you ever done this or that? I'd be like, yeah, I was never an escort, but you know, I had a sugar daddy. Nigga, I was damn sure being like, if for a meet. Yes, (laughs) yes. I was about to say, but we also talked about even as little, uh, there's, uh, what's your price? So there's a dating app where you are, you're charging for your time. Yeah. And even that would still be considered a form of sex. That's absolutely. Yes, definitely. But if you know, but but doms don't have sex either. Mm. And so they're also sex workers. And so you don't, it doesn't necessarily mean an explicit act. It's about the intention and how you're interacting in in the the exchange of money. Are we doing sex work? You guys are a form of sex workers. Okay, yes, but it's how you self-identify also. I, I like to make that very clear. You you can't label someone a sex worker and out them. That's a big thing in the sex worker community, uh-huh. actually, of respecting those boundaries. So if you sugar, and Weezy, you said you're a sugar baby and you didn't identify as a sex worker, I'm not going to then be like, no, you were, you know? You like, know, I actually- But I'll want- make it, I'll lay out, like, these are the terms of what we identify as sex work. So technically, if you- you agree with these terms, then yes, you're a sex worker, but I'm not going to force that definition on you. The older I get, I realize that um, outing is a thing because mm-hmm. I used to be very confused when I would see certain girls like doing shit like that's sex work. Why are they acting like it's not yes. thinking that they were hiding it more than it's like safety? Yeah. And I think the acknowledging that and understanding that really it took me a long fucking time to get it. Because I was kind of like, well, bitch, that shit ain't fair. You just acting like you on a trip chilling and yes. talking to you. But then yes. it's just like, oh, you really can't just say you're getting flown out to fuck. No. Right? No. I mean, shit. You can't. I was. <laughs> and, and I was like, you need to pay for my time. I'm missing work. Right. But did you yeah. say that when you didn't have a podcast? Yeah, because I used to say, uh, this is how, I, I was a bartender. So, bitch, I used to tell them. Whatever night, it could be a Tuesday. This is our popping <laughs> night. This is the night I make the most money. You got to make up for my time. Knowing yeah. damn well, bitch. You got to teach him. You know what I mean? You got to train him. So I had a guy tell me way. once, don't you got PTO? I was like, oh, no. Not for you. This is yeah. a pussy time off. Yes. No, it yes. sure is not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, got some okay, okay. So what has it been like doing these 
sorted things virtually. And what have you been doing during COVID? Yes. So I, in general, was doing sex positive events of all different varieties. Um, And some were sex worker focused, but some were just like a safe space for people to explore that, you know, watching porn in a group and also understanding their gender orientation and identities. And so I started working with the BIPOC Collective, um, which is an amazing adult industry collective that is there to help the systemic racism in porn specifically. Mm. And help dismantling the stigma and stereotypes that we see. Because porn is kind of the last frontier where racism, like blatant racism, like using racial slurs and derogatory language and symbols, you know, even imagery is allowed. It's socially, yeah. There was a dog fart 100%. During COVID, there was a rise in cop porn. And so that is like a, a complete, like, I guess, what am I trying to say? It's a complete slap in the face to Black Lives Matter, in my opinion. Absolutely. Of like this racist pornography being pushed and amplified on many platforms. And one we actually got as a sponsor for a conference that I did. And so that became kind of the dialogue of us creating the Sex Work Survival Guide, which is now becoming a nonprofit that I'm the president of. Go ahead, where we can <laughs> create free resources for people. So it's not behind a paywall and it's everything that you need to know to protect yourself from laws and legislation, from content creation and marketing, from production and SEO, also for community, knowing who else is out there to support you for housing, for mutual aid, for what your groceries, whatever you may need. We wanted to provide these resources for people. And it was so amazing. The feedback that we got. Can I play devil's advocate, even though I agree with you? Uh Yes. Cop porn. Yes. We've dressed up as cops for Halloween. Mm -hmm. It's become a fantasy. Handcuffs. Can we really police, no pun, what people are into sexually if it's not... I don't want to say that bad, but if it's not racially charged, is cop porn really bad? No, and I would say there's a difference between cop role play and race play. Those those are two different fetishes. So I would separate them. Do you think that race play should exist within... Uh, porn spaces. Oh, I actually got some trouble on the internet because of my thoughts uh, about uh, this. Uh, <laughs> I have some thoughts about it too. I, to be quite honest, um, do not think that people in marginalized groups should be um, the uh, subject of race play and the other way around, I think is fine, mm-hmm. um, which is fucked up. White people will probably call this wait, racist. Wait, wait, okay, yeah, I'm trying to think. So, so I don't think there should be imagery of black people doing... Um, Slave play, uh, for example, the the play that came out. I don't know if anybody went to go see it. Um, it was too it's, expensive. They needed a discount ticket. <laughs> one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen. You talked about it. Uh, looks so good, too, right? Yes. That, you, you talked about it. Sharonis and I went. I went with another one of my friends. I saw it three fucking times. Oh, wow. So She's slave rich. play. <laughs> <laughs> Shout price. out to Sharonis for getting the ticket. I went, I went three times. Excuse me. <laughs> no, but like, I went with support. support. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. It was that a black person who wrote the play. Yeah. But not even queer. But also um, the 2 p.m. shows were like $45, $50. Oh, really? She got a day job. Basically, um, in slave play, when I when I was getting ready to see people were like, this is riveting. This is intense. This is amazing. Um, if you don't want to know what this is about, skip it. It's not anything <laughs> triggering, but I'm only Spoiler telling alert. you guys because you might end up wanting to read it or see it. So in slave play, I thought much like everybody thought we were going to be watching slavery mm-hmm. and slave play was a completely sexualized show about slave play. With interracial couples. Whoa. And the shit Twist. was 
fire. Wow. It literally starts with you watching a white guy slapping this girl in the ass, slapping her in the face. A black woman? Yes. Sorry, black woman. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this feels like so weird. Is he about to rape her? And then you realize like, oh, this is consensual. Yes. And it was like actual slave play. Yeah. Then there was a gay couple. They lived in Harlem. They kept talking about, uh, it was it was awesome, but they started their scene basically with the black dude being the master and the white guy licking his boot. Right. And that was their slave play. Yes. And they all went through therapy on stage. Oh, beautiful. And oh, so the yes. white guy was like, hold on, I'm racist, but you left Trader Joe's? Yo, it was fire. Yeah. Like, basically, you're watching slave play go on in a different way. Yes. In some scenarios. And when I watched that, I was like, Okay, because when the white guy licked the boot, I was kind of into it. Yeah, that's called boot blacking. Wait, really? Yeah, oh, that's, that's a whole fetish category. How yes. we still learning shit? We ain't talk about that as a kink. Nigga, my people be <laughs> acting yeah, like we not going to have nothing else. Bro, boot <laughs> blacking? Boot blacking, yes. Is, okay, yes. and you just lick the bottom it's, of boot. It's the bottom, the top. It depends on what the dynamic is. But yeah, it's a whole... I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm the expert no, in that fetish, but I am but, aware um, of it and follow some accounts where that's what their focus is. I wasn't turned on at the boot. I was turned on at the white guy. Like, in the yes, the subservient. You like white guys, right? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> to me, that's like emotional reparations, kind of seeing the, that kind of, inner, you know, in imagery and interaction because of just like generational trauma and PTSD, like slave PTSD. And so kind of seeing that is therapeutic. You know, seeing those images for me, I, I can speak for myself, is very therapeutic. No, it felt great. And yes. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. So with that said, I think that was the race play that I found okay. Yeah. And um, I think Vinny, we, he's our tour assistant and he um, has come on a few of our shows, but he's told me an instance where somebody was like wanting to do some shit like that with him. He was like, bitch, I was out. Mm -hmm. But he's even said so much as like, he doesn't even like hearing BBC anymore. Yeah. Because he's like, the connotation of it is so deep rooted in racism. Absolutely so, it is. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm asking you what how you feel about race play? What made you almost, you know, get attacked on the internet or whatever? Yeah, so uh, right kind of around the time George Floyd happened, we were, I was doing a conference series with my friend Lola Jean um, where we wanted to talk about conflict resolution. And so under that umbrella, we have different keynote speakers that, uh, you know, target how to get to conflict resolution in different ways. And so one of them was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm confusing my conferences. We, I, that one was <laughs> I'm about. Flex. I know. So, my bad. <laughs> sorry, I did one with you, everybody. <laughs> I'm, also the I'm also the president. <laughs> we were doing them every six weeks. So now that it, they've all kind of uh, merged in my brain a bit. Oh, no, this one was about uh, fantasies and desires. Actually, okay. and so that we were talking about race play when our desires and fantasies conflict with social norms mm -hmm. or cross ethical boundaries. And so within that context, we talked about race play. And due to the closeness of it being to George Floyd, I personally was like, white people need to know this. They need to know how they're sexualizing us, how they're objectifying us when we're in play parties, when we're walking down the street, when you say, when you like that big ass, what does that really mean? You know, mm. or when that big ass is being shadow banned because it's black, but a white big ass is not being shadow banned. What does that mean? Why are these things happening? Whether they're conscious or unconscious. And so mm. that was really important for me, but I realized 
from what other people's responses were that the timing was not right. They wasn't ready for the they conversation. They were not ready also for the timing. conversation. Exactly. And also as an event curator, I realized I should have maybe said the next speaker is going to be talking about a triggering topic. We just had an incident with George Floyd. You know, acknowledge the social context of what's happening to prepare people so that they could opt. They always had the choice to opt out, um, but give them that moment so that they could do that um, before they were subjected to these kind of conversations. Well, and that's something that even uh, as horrible decisions, if you guys listen back to our first maybe 150 episodes, I don't think we've even started the trigger warnings until recently, just because we do understand the context of some of our conversations being triggering or some of the guests share very, you know, personal things about themselves that someone else could be experiencing. Um, And so that's something new too, where even with this podcast, this could be triggering. Yes. Just, Just to... You do have to give grace to the, the audience. Absolutely. Uh, I do want to get into it, though. You was black excellence. But uh, <laughs> let me let me uh, Thank you so much. update you guys. Speaking of what we just talked about, Reese Taylor, after surviving sexual violence in 1944, Reese Taylor sought justice against the six white men who assaulted her despite their repeated death threats. Wow. Although two court appearances failed to indict them, Taylor continued to speak out against the widespread and pervasive rates of sexual violence against black women specifically living in the South. Rosa Parks took interest in Taylor's case and highlighted her struggle by launching the Alabama Committee for Equal Justice. Uh, Today, Reese Taylor remains a pivotal and historical black icon in the U.S. movement against sexual violence. Yes. So uh, let's give it to her. Um, Our vanilla shit this week, I don't know why they've been like the easiest place to get fucking sex news, Vice, y'all know we were on Vice a couple times. Uh, shout out to them. <laughs> Who's humble flexing you know, now? <laughs> I, y'all over here humble flex. Let me get a little humble flex. As you know, we were on there a few times. Yeah, you were just on there a few times or whatever. And, and HBO. Um, <laughs> um, yes. so, Go off. Um, especially as we've sat here and we opened up the show in speaking of, you know, a queer, lesbian, uh, bisexual sort of interaction. It's crazy because our vanilla shit for this week talks about what schools should teach queer women about sex. Um, And I did want to talk to you guys because, of course, if we even go back to the lack of sexual education early on, we all think about what? The condom and the banana? Yes. And there's really (laughs) never anything about even dental dams and finger condoms. All of those things, we don't even know where really to get them unless they're free at at clinics. I want to ask both of y'all, what do you think maybe should be included or if it should be included even as far as queer education for women? Uh, <laughs> first off, I don't know why just for women. This is like something that's a Okay. Up. Well, I mean, because okay. I think women, there's it's a lot easier to find instances of women kissing, even on TV, music videos, whatever. Whereas men and their relationships, like, or their sexual relationships, I feel like no one ever really understands or sees. Um, but I would say it would need to be for everybody. Um, I will add my, I don't know if it was home ec or sex sex ed or whatever it was. She was gay. Not because she told us, but because (laughs) her fucking outfits told us every day. (laughs) I fucking hate you. Maybe she was androgynous. The bitch was gay as hell. (laughs) And she also coached the volleyball team. Oh. But you were on. But I also told (laughs) you that's why you be looking hella gay. Your plant was gayer than my plant. But I eat vagina. So do I. You still a gayer though. Dave, you're <laughs> new are, here. Why do we do this every because other episode? I'm sorry. Benson said it last time. I'm not going to ask Edding because he might be biased. Dave, 
Who looks gayer? Out of okay, first off, I have a bomber jacket on today. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Who looks Who looks gayer? gayer? Boom. Who? He said you. Bitch. Who's right there? <laughs> you. <laughs> My finger was pointing at you and he said, yup, right there. <laughs> yeah, that's look, now she mad. Now she mad. Dave, out of everyone in this room, I'm the only one that's <laughs> we are working together. So, Weezy, I did want to tell you why this is about women. Um, and it's actually funny because I believe we spoke about this with uh, your friend that came on who liked the rainbow. Uh, Kristen Arnett. Kristen. The Super reason gang. why, and I want to ask you too if there's maybe any other reason why you believe. It says STDs. that. Yes. She didn't know how to answer that exactly. question. Exactly. Oh. That is why. So it says it is revealed that worrying, uh, that a worrying amount of queer teen girls in the U.S. had no idea that they could even pick up STIs from other girls Ooh. or, That's a great or their vaginas. Uh, we also know that LGBTQ sex ed is hugely uh, is a hugely contentious subject, um, which means that kids really are not learning about it. But throw in the fact that queer women are less likely to also disclose their orientation to healthcare providers. Mm. Unsup- unsurprisingly, a lot of specific concerns are flying under the radar when it comes to sexual health with women. Um, and that is the thing. Um, and so, so for, when I for, read this, for context, what Mandy was talking about. Um, we had a friend of mine come on. She's an author who um, was a lesbian and had a book come out, bestseller, and she had a lot of lesbian scenes in there. And she was like, people have never even seen period scenes when they're reading and just different wow. stuff about teenage girls. And she fucked a bitch at Michael's. Yeah. That was a great story. Yeah. <laughs> she said, where do we ask her the That's weirdest place? one of my favorite stories. Like, oh my God. Because you're kind of queer. So. <laughs> yeah. She said, oh, and she gave me a discount. That's what she said. Yeah. But she was saying, Mandy was like, what kind of STDs can you get if you're gay? Or a lesbian, and she. Well, I also asked. She just, just was if she asked, like for women, we always, you know, ask maybe, is you clean? Or that's something that men ask us. Yeah. But when it comes to women, there's really no conversations, and even the the more I do like uh, my other pod, there's also not a, enough conversations regarding even our periods, BV, yeast, a whole bunch of things that Absolutely. just women yeah. go through with. They yes. go through it. Alone. Even their cycles, they go through yes. it alone. So when dealing with a woman partner, I know that even me and my friends aren't as open. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when when that question was brought up, she was like, "Oh, I've never really asked to see results from a woman." She said she's wow. never used dental dam, I think. And, yeah. yeah. Um. And honestly, like, and shout out to Kristen. She's not like someone who I would consider like super like floozy wild ass crazy bitch. But <laughs> she fucked someone at Michael's that she met at Michael's. I think it was like a cashier or something. I just about. feel like <laughs> that's a level. Bro, that's she, a level. <laughs> that's a level. She's not vanilla. Let's like, imagine least you agree. walking into the bodega, just fucking the bodega guy behind his, your bacon, egg, and cheese. You know what's funny about called? Kristen? She's a friend of Christopher's is how I met her, and she's white, right? And so I was like, kind of changing my tone when we first met a few years ago. I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I heard you about your podcast. I was like, yeah, it's kind of nasty. She was like, oh, I know. <laughs> Outside of STIs uh, and STDs, do you think that there should be, again, because you hold a lot of these panels, what else do you think would be important for uh, queer women education? Yes, absolutely. I think you had a really great point, Weezy, about just queer education in general. And I think the first step is that queerness is a spectrum. And the spectrum that we currently are basing it on is the Kinsey um, Kinsey scale. scale We talk about it all the time. I mean, yeah, you guys do it all the way. And I should go like this, I don't know what side I'm on one. Well, right now. (laughs) What, bruh? 
It's a little. It's a spectrum, <laughs> and it can change as you as you depending on the person, depending on where you are in your life. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I think needs to be taught is that it is a spectrum. And so, and you think another it's being thing, taught now? I would think so, right? Not really. No. I still well, get the stigma that people don't feel don't feel queer enough. Like, am I lesbian enough, or am I this because I don't do these certain things, or I don't dress also, a certain I think way? Another thing. People, I'm sure you guys have had someone say, what is sex with a girl? Like, what do you mean you have sex with them? <laughs> I mean, like was not she... explaining sex because we all assume oh, sex is penetrative. Yes. Like people always say, what is sex? Men have asked me yes. all the time, what do you mean you fucked her? How'd you fuck her? <laughs> like, <laughs> they, you know, I pulled out my strap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like people would tell me that I wasn't really fucking my own girlfriend because I wasn't fucking her with a strap. They was bumping Yes. Cookies. No, but even with a heteronormative relationship, sex is more than just penetrative. You know, right. so yeah. th- that's what I always like to flip it on people's head when they kind of like, that's weird. You're like, well, actually, you're doing the same thing. Just calling it something differently. Right. Um, but just because you're, we're not doing that does not lessen it or, you know, disqualify it at all. Um, so that's a, even a though I will say happening. I feel like you're someone who would say this is problematic, but I only count the guys I fuck because I feel like the pussy stayed tight. No, bro. <laughs> bitch. Look, no. These bitches ain't really stretch me out you like that. I ain't even gonna hold you. But She'll come in here and be like, I have not had sex. And I'm like, bitch, you was just with scissors last. That doesn't count. She she's one of those, like a lot of my friends, like they just don't be counting sex. Rub. They just don't be counting sex. Like, like my homegirl be like, girl, it's been so long since I had sex. I was like, bro, you just had it last week. Yeah, but I don't really count that nigga. Well, you know, what are you talking oral about? Oral is sex. It's oral sex. Told you. Sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, why don't you teach the fucking class? You know, I, I don't feel I like I should. That. Well, speaking about teaching classes. If I suck a dick and I leave, I didn't fuck last night. <laughs> oh, yes, the fuck you did. I actually Bitch. had to stop counting because I was I started uh, addressing my queerness. And I was like, now that I'm having sex with women... I don't, I can't keep count. I don't know oh, what my bitch, number I'm is count anymore. When I was 18, like, we just put my number. I was in high school, like, I don't know the number. Yeah, exactly. Shit. There's no reason to what? keep track anymore. You too. You was forgetting dicks that I had to remind you about. You know, sex in the city when she said you judged me? She was like, right there. That was my that, that was a I'm sorry. You just judged. Uh, so I want to get into our hors d'oeuvre. This is where, again, we're going to teach you guys something. Can I mention one other thing Talk that I would love to be included in conversations for young people? Yep. Yeah. Consent, consent, consent. Oh. Yeah. Understanding communication and nuances of that. And mm. I think that's part of why people aren't comfortable with talking about STI status and where, what their history is, is because they're not sure about how to even ask for things that they want. So then when you're trying to disclose something that is a difficult conversation, you're even less likely to do so because you're not even asking for the base basic things, you know. So I agree. I think consent and communication need to be taught so much earlier than they are right now. Speaking of consent. We were uh, on a documentary on HBO. Uh, Ayo. <laughs> Yo, what is Mandy going <laughs> yeah. I did want to get to our hors d'oeuvres. This is where we can teach uh, some people a little something. something. Hey. Uh, so for the hors d'oeuvre, I wanted everyone to give tips on how to work through having bad sex with your partner. Ooh. I wanted to bring up a quote. Uh, she's the actor on Little Big Lies. I believe her name. Uh, let me give her a little white ass name. Big Little Lies. I was going to say, is it Zoe Kravitz? No, something Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Who is she? A white woman. Uh, but she? she gave good advice, so I want to share hers. Okay. She said, wanting to call a good thing off simply because your sexual connection isn't a 10 yet is perhaps the greatest path to growth. 
Perhaps it is an invitation to reach into the underbelly of what you are both afraid to dive into, to explore the roots of emotions, feelings, attachments, and to play in the world of sensually exploring your partner. Mm -hmm. Now, y'all know if it's bad, that's when a bitch don't count the dick. I do happen to forget those. That's what it is. You just forget them. Before we give the advice, how many times do you give somebody for bad sex before you're done? Someone you're interested, like you like. You've had some good days. Oh, if I like them and they're beautiful and they have a good personality. Oh, you? you yeah, can, how many times you, you gonna find out them? personality before you fuck people? A little bit. A little you know bit. my personality? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had been a bit aware of you, you know, before. <laughs> no, okay, so, so you'll give someone another try in the bedroom if they check off boxes of other areas. I will. But how many? Yes. If it's the if I'm really dedicated to this person, three strikes. Like I'm gonna give them Ooh, three. She said if I'm really dedicated, <laughs> but then, three. Yeah, but it's really just two. You got one, the I original, agree. and then the second time is the backup. Because we should have had conversation before that. You know, after before the second one. And if you haven't improved, and I'm also communicating during sex, and it's not improving. I don't think it's going to get better. I agree. You know, I did done Tahoe's all podcast. Shout out to Tahoe and Orlando, and they said. What is bad dick? What is bad pussy? Mm. What is bad mm. sex to you guys? Mm. To me, it has so much to do. Um, and again, on on top of being God's chosen one with only three day periods, <laughs> I am also blessed with a plethora of great dicks in my life. Yes, um, but I think it, it truly does have to do. To me, it, it is. I'm. I'm. I know now it has nothing really even to do with size and length and girth. Mm. It has so much to do with the chemistry. Yes. And and to me, there's something called a sex language. Yes. And so the way in which I like rounds, I have a partner that can go rounds. And yes. I know that even someone who only goes once and is done, that's not someone that speaks the same language as Absolutely. me. I like to keep going. I like to explore each other in different ways. And so I think it, I think to me, bad dick, which not dick it's the sex that's bad it's more of just the the sexual chemistry have you ever had bad big person. dick Hell yes yes yes, yes. and don't know what he's doing and it hurt and now yes. it's big and because he i was gonna know say bad doing, big dick is always when it hurts bad yeah. big dick, you know why because they're so big as well the friction there if you're not extremely wet or lube isn't brought in yeah, it's, it's a painful. muscle. You have to w w awaken it up. You yeah, know, you can't just shove it in there. And if that person isn't patient and know their own body to then communicate about how your body is, because each cervix is different. But big dicks should know. But they good big should. dicks know. Um, good big dicks know. And honestly, but where are they the getting that sex education? They're That's not, the thing. They, They're looking at porn. No, porn is not a good educator. They're not like going me. to classes or workshops. <laughs> It, it, but some people don't. don't. They right just don't women. call them. But, but that's the thing too. As, as women, like yes, we can hope that men are going to come and lay it the fuck down all the time. But I think that outside of us always wanting to please our partners, yeah. we do have to be real. And yes, it may hurt their ego. But as women, we need to tell things that are painful or uncomfortable yes. or things that we don't enjoy. Yeah. Because even that's where all these niggas be at down here, like biting the coochie. Yes. Yes. You got to tell them, no, that's not right. Yes. Let's For you. Yes. That may be somebody else's jam, but that's not your mm. jam. And you have to communicate that to them. Do you find that you don't normally do what the last person liked? Because I definitely do. 
It depends. Sometimes I yeah, like depends. to kind of see what their moves are, you know, like how they throw it down. And I don't, I'm not too vocal unless I'm like, no, that's a hard, no, no, stop. Don't do that. That's not pleasurable at all. But I'll just let the flow of it organically happen. I'll definitely pull out tricks out of my tool bag oh, that I used in past partners. What's your tool like, bag? Yeah, oh what's in your tool goodness. bag? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the horror yeah. segment. So, yes. so here you go with tips. What is yes. in, what is what's in your, your favorite? So the first thing I would say is that what is their love language? How do they like to give and receive love is probably the first step because foreplay is so important. And so if someone is more physical or they need gifts or they need, you know, um, acts, of service. acts of service. Exactly. How do you do that in the bed? I'll tell them Real quick. It could be massaging your feet. Oh. It could be rubbing you. It could be bringing you a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. Okay. Rolling my joint is always an active Come service on, that I appreciate. So oh, wait, you're right. I'm not going to lie. And that used to what be a thing even with, with the last nigga I used to fuck. <laughs> I love that he would even send me on my way with a blunt. Yes, Thanks. exactly. Like, you are such a well, sick Man, you be talking Food and weed, I'm a hoe for. You got me. If you, you feed me, me and you keep it behind, you I'm your girl. My lady's like, <laughs> just like, yes, I'm your girl. What you need, like, Let me take care of you. Think, let me you suck got me. I'll lick them balls for that <laughs> yes, blunt. I will. What is your thing, bitch? I do like sucking dick after a nice meal. Yes. Not like, yeah, that's what? why you be almost throwing up on dicks. You, you don't even let the food digest before you suck dick. Dude, bro. I'm telling you. When a nigga take me to a nice restaurant, you're like, I know you must not That's why she don't have that? anal sex either. That's probably why you don't have anal sex. Because you is. like to give Give shit the one time I dated someone that really yeah. wanted to fuck me in the She'll ass. Be like seven course meal. And I just tried no, to keep no anal, bro. Making Mexican food. Not even like the Mexican food was something that like really was going to make me shit. Just the connotation of Mexican. I'd make lettuce tacos and be like, we can't. It was Mexican. Well, clearly wrong. I don't know if you know Daya. She came on the show. Yes, I love Daya. And put, and put salsa yes. in her ass. So you, what? You, She's you another level, to, though. Yeah, that's she another is level. like but technically uh, there was salsa in her asshole, so salsa shouldn't scare you away from anal sex. Either. But she's using her I would her not ass recommend that for those out she there. Was, <laughs> you would not start with the salsa. Yeah, when she told that story, even with mild, I would not. I tried to like my, stop my face even from with the guy, crazy. bitch. Just with the cilantro, bro. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm done. None of that. <laughs> maybe you. Uh, maybe a tzatziki. That seems like a mild <laughs> tzatziki sauce in the booty because that's deal. That seemed a little fresh. It's yogurt. Like, they already tell you probiotics. That's what I was just going to say. It's a probiotic. Probiotics, I yes. mean, and then if it comes out of your ass, it can look like cum. Hey, I love a cream pie. everybody. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Okay, so back to... Tzatziki on the taint. What could we call this Not tzatziki on a taint, bro. Oh, my no, goodness. No, I'm really... You know, I've just oh really been goodness. trying to be on my business shit lately, dog, because COVID really birthed me trying to figure out different ways to make money. Yes. Tzatziki touch. Tzatziki... What's a good name? Apparently, we ain't There's... even saying it right, for real, for real. I said tzatziki somewhere, and apparently that ain't how you Stop it. it. No. How do you say tzatziki? Nah, like, I think over overseas, it's tzatziki, tzatziki or oh, something. Like, they no don't idea. pronounce the T, bruh. Tzatziki pronunciation. Here we go. Yeah, hold up. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of this dip, soup, or sauce, depending how you use it. In uh, just say the shit, dog. Southeast Europe's cuisine in the Middle East, in Turkey and Greece in particular, for example, made from mainly yogurt with cucumbers, garlic, salt, olive oil, and you can add a dash of vinegar or a squeeze of lemon. All in your asshole. All in your asshole. Delicious. But how do you actually pronounce the name of this dish? Zatziki. Told you. Zatziki. I told. This is American shit. The same way we just be fucking up everything. Why does one of the comments say 
right? 27 seconds. Wow. <laughs> yes. Like, just go to the 27 God seconds. Lee. But see, like, I, Americans don't be saying shit right. That's but I got true. I got confronted about it like two weeks ago. She said confronted. <laughs> confronted because nobody lets me live for shit. Okay. Oh. I do like to check people when they say shit wrong because it'd be fun. And even yeah, if I say something wrong, I'd be like, well, you should have said it. <laughs> Someone said the other day they wanted gyoza in front of me. What the fuck is that? It's the gyoza. dumplings. I said, you are being a real nigga right now. Because <laughs> you know. Japanese fried dumplings. It ain't no guy. Goddamn gyoza. It's okay. Give me the quesadilla and we'll go. <laughs> they said right. And we'll go. <laughs> and we'll go. Um, I did want to. I did yeah. want to finish because you are drawing a, a line that I don't think we've ever even done mm. with the love languages and how that translates to yeah, the yeah. How you give gifts? Yes. Yeah. So what is a gift giving? Her yeah. Dad. So I love toys are great gifts. Oh. Um. So it. I mean, it depends on what that person enjoys. I would tailor it to like what they love. Um. But there's. I mean. Flowers, and we roses, about words of chocolates in the bedroom. Yeah, like fruit. I love being fed in the bedroom, and mm. like that's part of my foreplay. Or like really? when we're taking a bath what together. A freak, you are. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of food do you like? Uh, berries. Berries are always a go-to. Pineapple. I guess what else could you eat that's sexy? Yeah, like, and not, and also Cheetos, like can but... feed someone easily in one bite because that's also the and then you can suck it and it drips. Exactly. Yes. But or if you can put it you in your prosecco, change, now you really got to change the sheets because now you got drip juices. <laughs> oh I don't want shit to drip. Let it be dry. Maybe it's some hotel shit. Honestly, that yeah. Like a we good on point. some hotel shit. If I get to the point where like, whenever my feet are out, it's some hotel shit. For real. <laughs> I was like hotel, but hotel. Yes. <laughs> Did that not sound like two words to you, bro? Ho- hotel. Ho. Ho- Tell. Hotel. Maybe it's jazz with Sullivan, bitch. I'm like, what what do you say? Fucking God, dog. Sorry, sorry. Bro, you you put a pause in there. Okay, I know what I said, Mandy. (laughs) Damn. I also love toys. Toys, I love bringing to the bedroom, no matter what the gender of my partner is. Because you picked it right back up. Anyway, so as I was saying, because we know you bitches all love to interrupt, I saw the YouTube comments. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got is to know. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. I was trying not to do it today. Sorry, bro. But then you know when someone's saying, Louis, bro, you like, still talk, let the girl talk. <laughs> it's only because she'd be getting interesting. I can't help it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Mary's. No berries. We're back to berries and toys. Gifts, 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 yes. donations, gifts, donations. I will always take a donation. <laughs> yes, um, but toys are amazing. Cock rings are great. There's vibrating cock rings. Um, there's also different wands and penetrative toys. Um, so I always the wands. Advocate. Are you talking about like the electro ones? Yeah, the, uh, not the not for electro play, but the like Hitachi wand oh, oh, where right. it has yeah those that those styles of wand um, toy is called is wand. This shit is so big. That was yes. the first sex toy that I actually was introduced to by the nigga I pissed on. Ooh, he was trying okay. to make me squirt and we went to the sex toy shop together. What else could you call him? It was this... 
I don't know, because I don't like that nigga no more. I don't talk to him at all no more. He the nigga I pissed on, okay? <laughs> yeah. shit. The nigga that liked the golden shit. The shower. golden boy. That, that man. The golden boy. There we go. Uh, anyway, you know what? Let's Okay, we, we gave enough tips, damn it. If your partner's bad, he has two strikes and he's out. <laughs> but the third one, he got to go. But you can't blame him if you did not communicate your pleasures, your desires. Please be empowered Thank for you. yourself to ask so for what you want. Yeah, you are. <laughs> So we are going to get into our horrible decision for today. And it's crazy because as a lot of you guys know, we did a whole episode on hedonism. But that was on the hedonism resort in Jamaica. Got you. We've never really talked about even that word and what it means. And um, so I looked into the definition, but I don't want to just read the definition because I think I've done enough reading for today. But (laughs) what to you symbolizes and what is your definition of hedonism? Yes. Uh, so I identify as, as a conscious hedonist. And so for me, that's just like anything <clears throat> that someone can consent and opt into. So having complete informed consent, knowing all the th- risks and rewards before opting into it. And then once you know all the risks and rewards, diving in deep to all the pleasure available. Do you really feel like you will always know <laughs> like all of the pleasures and desires of your partner? Is that possible? Have you reached that? Uh, I feel like for certain partners, I had, yeah. Not currently, because I'm not really seeing anyone regularly. I'm very solo poly at the moment, Um, but in the past... What the hell is solo poly? So solo poly is just the, a unicorn? type of polycule. I, I do oh, identify cool. as a, a unicorn, but that's uh, someone... Not a chicken, scientifically. <laughs> <laughs> polycule? I'm yeah, so glad so- I didn't smoke before I got here. <laughs> Bro, okay. Now, so I was like, your polycule is basically whatever kind of poly shape you're in. So if you're in a triad or if you're oh. in, you know, different configurations, like there's V, uh, v or Z. Figure- is V a five? Uh, v is usually uh, two people that are dating one person. Okay. I was thinking and like so a Roman th- numeral. Yeah. <laughs> Just know. Is it the five? Please real say quick, it. Is. As quick. opposed to a triad where it's like all connected. So you have all the people are interacting. These people are not interacting. And guess what, y'all? Geometry is math. And that is the shit that I know. <laughs> <laughs> is it Math. Geometry is math. Yes, yes, yes bitch, yes, don't yes, come for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> Ge- like, I understood everything she just said. But. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So your polycules are aligned. Um, <laughs> okay. So solo poly. So you're just fluidly dating. Yes. I, I'm, I, I still identify as poly, but I'm not in a hierarchical relationship right now. And so some people may classify that anarchical um, polyamory, where they kind of just have whatever the agreements are between those people. And then that's what they go by. They but don't really have a, a label. I am a unicorn because I'm a pansexual cis woman. Wait. I thought thought a unicorn was someone that slept with couples. Yes. But you just said you're a unicorn. I do sleep with couples as well. Wait, it's a single woman that sleeps with a couple. Yes. Right? Or a single person, I guess. Single person, yeah. Usually a cis woman. Like a a woman that was born a woman and identifies as a woman. But you said you are a unicorn because you're a pansexual I, yes, because I, I have slept with couples. I love got couples, it, got it, got it, got it. but I also have been very wary of couples. Um, I was also married. And so I know what it was like to be on the other side of that, to bring in a unicorn. Mm. And so because of that experience, I also know as a unicorn what I, how I want to approach a couple and know what their dynamic dynamic is before I get involved. Can I ask how old you are? If you're- I'm, I'm 31. Do you feel like, 
at what age were you when you understood the different, I would even say like brackets you fit into Because sexually. you're still very young to just speak on sex, even in the manner that you're speaking. It. Oh, thank you. Because like, I thought you were younger. Oh, but thank you. That's skincare girl. <laughs> 30, 31 explained it. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. But no, like. I, what, Bitch, I'm 30 now. Aunties. Well, I'm a young spring chicken until March 17. So March, oh, you about to join the 30, dirty 30. <laughs> well, not yet. Pisces <laughs> season. That's how I was Shit. at 29. <laughs> no, like what age do you, like when did you really start to know and learn, right? Like when I started this show, I was like. I'm bisexual. Now I'm like, am I queer? Am I pan? Like, what the fuck am I? Yeah. Yes. How long do you feel like? What age? How many Probably years? middle school. And I was watching Real Sex. Oh, I, was, I like, was too. I, you, you were saying pan, cis, queer. Oh, oh using that language? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you meant understanding my sexuality oh, 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 and no, no, identity. No. Sorry. No, using that language is probably in the last year or two. Okay. Um, specifically for like very uh, gender normative uh, and non-normative language, like using cis or AFAB, AMAB, because I want to be... What's AFAB, AMAB? Uh, assigned female at birth or assigned male at oh. birth. And so that... still learning with I knew assigned male and female at birth, but I just never heard of it in that way. Yeah, it's just the short term of it. Like cutie pock is like queer trans people of color. Like they, they come up with acronyms. Cutie pock. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Bro. Yeah. So we're cutie pocks. We're queer people of color. Wow. But we're also bipocs. Yeah, we're also bipocs. Right. Yes. Damn sure that we are also bipocs. Yes. We are black, indigenous people of color. We're also under that flag. So yeah, it depends on what flag Yo, you want to wave. Really quick for the culture. <laughs> yeah. Go through all of your acronyms if you can. Name as many as you think. Oh, Not even if goodness. they're acronyms, but just like things you identify with sexually as far as your gender. Yes. Go. Okay. I would say I am a pan sapiosexual. That is a cis black woman, um, bipoc, bi <laughs> doing uh, bipoc sex work advocacy and uh, polyamory relationship, uh, but also a solo poly, solo poly, I'm just like, and then we're Can not a queen. <laughs> oh, damn, yeah. I'm just, oh, I had a long yeah. flight. I got back from Hawaii and someone I sat next to asked me what I do for a living. And normally I don't tell people I just sell on work entertainment, but I had taken an Ambien before the flight. And I was like, <laughs> I have, so you, I have you a podcast. the goddamn motherfucker's neck off. Huh? <laughs> I mean, until I fell asleep. But I was like, I was the sex podcast. We talk about sucking dick and stuff and blah, blah. Go and he's like, really? I was like, yeah. He's like, so you like talk to people that like, identifies all this stuff they know what cishet means da, da, da. I was like yeah stuff like that but like you know the once in a blue we get somebody like that two days later <laughs> A5 F5 <laughs> but you know what um, you know we're making um, light of it and honestly these terms are really near and dear to people who haven't been able to feel comfortable in the gender they were assigned mm -hmm. and if they feel non-conforming I'm all for it I like yeah. you know I, I think it's dope that we have so many different genders or none, really. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, language is a patriarchal system. And so because of that, there's very limited language for a lot of marginalized groups. And so a lot of these terms are new because people didn't have labels for these things. They didn't Mm. know how to identify. And that's why I try to stress using the labels in my everyday language. But also when people are like, oh, I have to learn a new term. Yes, you do. Do that work because that is now giving that person that's in that marginalized group their identity. It's reaffirming who they are, that you believe in what they're doing. And I think that's so important because there's so many other people that glaze over them, that cause harm. And so we have to elipse those that are most marginalized or else we'll never, none of us are going to be safe. Yeah. Do you, what are your pronouns? Uh, she, her. Yes. I, I'm a, a cis. I, I'm like, I'm a woman, I'm born a woman, love my womanness. Like, <laughs> I have my masculinity. Like, my dom persona is actually very masculine. And so that's where I oh. get kind of like my sadism out. I lose my respectability politics. I don't feel like I have to be the proper black girl that says all the right things and does. I'm like, no, you are my pet. I own you. We, you know, negotiate what the scene is. And then from there, I am a nurturing sadist. <laughs> a nursery school. How many? Okay. How uh, many? Hey, let me help. You. Uh, she'll hug you after she beat your ass. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. I'll tell you what a good boy you were the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I do want you to actually share a story uh, with us, Ooh. if you can. Look, <laughs> real quick. So when I met. When I when I first met her, it was mm-hmm. was it for your 29th birthday or your 30th? 30th? It was for her 30th, yes. and you were with your partner. At the yes, time. I was. And I met him. Um, and I guess we were drinks were flowing, and she was like, "You won't believe what I just got to do for my birthday." <laughs> and I'm gonna not even introduce it. I want you to share uh, with Wheezy because I know yeah. the story. Yeah, and our let audience, this be our our whole confession. That's fine. That Ooh, works. Yeah. I would love yeah, for you. So- we haven't had one in a while. That'd be fun. Oh. I would love for you to share. Yeah, make it long and drawn out. <laughs> but but also talk, start to where you had the conversation with your partner that this is what you wanted to do. Yes. And explain what it was. And action. <laughs> uh, so Here we go. I want to put a condom on that for some reason. You pointed at I'm me. I'm holding a banana, you guys. Wanted to, oh, yes. <laughs> Those not watching. Um, so for my 30th birthday, it, it's a big mark, I feel like, for any person. And so I wanted to do something that kind of spoke to who I was, where I come from in my sexual sex positivity journey and my poly journey. And it wasn't until a dear friend of mine named Lila was like, well, what do you want? You've kind of told me like so-and-so said you should do this and so-and-so said you should do that. But what do you actually want to do? And I took a moment. I was like, I don't even know. What do I want? And so when I took that time to be like, okay, what do, how do I want to cure my birthday from start to end and the journey I want to take my guests on along with me. I then proposed that to my partner mm. um, and we can call him Orion um, for the, the sake of uh, privacy. That works. Um, and so <laughs> like I... Yeah, like the belt, exactly. Science, <laughs> astrology, <laughs> and I only know about Orion's belt from Men in Black. And, oh my God. He's a very magical person. So, Ooh, um, magic. so um, I basically said to him, you know, what I would love to do is uh, have a love feast when everyone arrives, and so a love feast is where you can't feed yourself. Everybody has to feed you. And I wanted it to have start with sushi, me covered in sushi, completely naked. 
and everybody eating the sushi off of my body and they had to ask for what they want because that was the theme of the entire night was ask for what you want. And so as guests arrived, they were told the instructions of they couldn't feed themselves and I had the soy sauce in a bowl right in my pussy. And so they had to like dip the sushi in in my pussy to then feed each other. And I'm watching all of this happen over me. How many guests would you say? Um, I had 60 people there. Okay. Wait, this what? Was Pre-COVID. I know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> how many pieces of sushi? I had ordered a lot of sushi. Oh, she had, I want to know how many pieces of sushi was there, bro. I, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Let me just add it. I feel like I can eat about six to eight. I, was See, so say, I, I made eight. sure it was, I was comp- like rolls, sashimi. Like I had... Yeah, <laughs> but you had to drag yes, all this. I, I was like, at what point, Philadelphia? Yeah, at what point were you like, I can't eat anymore? Yeah, well, after everyone had their fill, I then went upstairs and I showered and everybody just kind of had like their cocktail hour waiting for me to come back. And then when I returned, we then did a series of intimacy games that my friend Lila hosted where basically because everyone either came solo or as a polycule or with a couple. So I wanted to break all of that up. I hate when I go to a party and everybody's clustered around each other. You only hang out with the people that you know. And so I wanted to get rid of all of that. And the intimacy games made everybody do eye gazing and engage with each other. We did Eye gazing is so uncomfortable for me. I can't do it. It is, but that's part of breaking down those walls and, I, and getting... Like, I can't do it. <laughs> no. Alex and I had to do it for the skit. I, I couldn't do it. I was like, please. Oh, uh, we then had everyone um, do, do kind of like a <laughs> like a conga line kind of style. And then you had to go through and ask for how you wanted people to touch you. And so you could say like just below my neck or just my face or only my ass. And so everybody got to go through the line asking for what they wanted and how they wanted the room I know ain't no black people saying to get my face. <laughs> Yeah, no, Everybody was pretty much like touch me wherever. So like, it was like <laughs> That's pretty the type much of party like, I like. Yeah, it was <laughs> kind of like blanket consent. Exactly. And so with consent. With, with consent. consent. <laughs> uh, and so the you beauty of but me, I got to go twice and then people would kiss me. Oh, and you're blindfolded while you're going through the line. That's also the key. So you're going through this and having people touch you and interact with you and you're completely blindfolded. And so that's uh, the other part of the intimacy games. And then to kind of get people. So that was to mix up the clusters and mix up the group. And then uh, to get everybody kind of winding down and taking off layers of clothes, we then did partnered massages that my partner, Orion, led everyone Sen, how long is the party <laughs> it was all it was all night this is just the warm-up actually literally because but outside of the naked sushi part there's another part to this that i was like and mind you when when she told me about this party he was standing right next to her and i was like <laughs> you was cool with all this and he said yes this was, was, she, the was the happiest he, i'd ever seen yes uh, like Completely he literally was supportive. so supportive of it what yes. kind of caucasian is he no he was he's black, black. They're not together no more. Yeah, but he's black, still friends. He black and pretty yes. much allowed her to stay with me the rest of the night. Yes. Like, he like, went home and was he like, have home. fun. It was like, y'all have fun. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, anyway, like, Irvin, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so funny. Um, so then after the intimacy games and massages, uh, then the kind of the 
final part of the night that I was really looking forward to. And that's essentially you're being... Okay. I, yes. Oh, oh, you're laughing. Yeah, I'm oh, laughing. I was like, so. are you thinking about that time you came? Yeah. <laughs> you're tearing up, you guys. She remember, was it that <laughs> emotional yeah. this night? <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> laughing. And so when I'm it went inside of me, up. I just... <laughs> No, no, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's like all my dreams come true. Like, this is amazing. Um, so then basically I was uh, stripped naked and then I was laid down on my stomach to a, a spanking bench, essentially. And my partner, Orion, was in front of me. He put his cock in, his, in my mouth. And then I had another one of my friends who was like stroking my head and petting me. And then uh, everyone was then invited to penetrate me with either their fingers, dildo or cock. And they all had oh, yes. they all had two minutes um, to be able to penetrate me. How long did that go on? So we were able to get to I wanted to get to 30 because I was turning 30, but we were only able to get to 22 because at that time other people started playing. Um, so, you were running a dick. So they were all fucking and I had. A was your blindfold still on? My blindfold was on. I was blindfolded, gagged, and all I could only hear, basically. Everything else was, like, deprived. And that was the fantasy We have for someone me. blind coming in a few weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That should be a, a whole But wait, shit. so, so uh, but I again, the, like, I just want to slow this down and reiterate what yes. was going on. So you were bent over, uh, what was it called? What, a spanking bench. A spanking mm-hmm. bench. Your partner was in front of you. Yes. Uh, so he was the only person, like... Fucking you my know, mouth. Yes. He was fucking your mouth. And yes. then just whoever. Whoever in the room, all 60 guests there had permission. They did not have to ask me or say anything. They just had to sign up. I had another friend who was basically like the ringleader. <laughs> like a sheet. Like yeah, basically a sheet that they could sign up for. And then they get two minutes to penetrate me. And so we had people doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, bro, what now? What? <laughs> I want you guys to tell me the last sign-up sheet you've seen. Because mine was an extermination sign-up sheet <laughs> in the hallway. No, I ain't going to hold you. It wasn't a train bang? All, all of no. The, no all of, I want it to be. All of the restaurants make you sign up now, bro. You got to put your name oh. and your phone number. Yeah, You know what I mean? So that's I see yes. a lot of sign-up sheets now. Yeah, But I don't, I never know of anyone <laughs> to have a sign-up sheet to let, to come inside. Do you inside. drink and do drugs or none? I love drugs. Not so much drinking. I'm not really. My metabolism for alcohol is very low. We're so. the same. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, I love. I love. Uh, were you sober substances. this night? Did you want to remember it? Did you want to? One hundred percent wanted to remember it. Was I smoke cannabis pretty regularly? I consider it just like my medicine. Yeah, yeah. Even though I don't have a medical license, mm-hmm. um, so I don't consider that me getting high. That's kind of my baseline. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't on any other substances that night, and I think I maybe had a glass of prosecco. Can but I ask I've done all the other drugs. Let wanna, me just put that out there. <laughs> I when you said cock, I knew, friend. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I, I do want to end on this with. Just because I think a a huge part of not only your sexual liberation with yourself, it does have to do with that communication. Yeah. So what was the conversation when you asked and told your partner this is what you wanted? And a lot of women fear that they may be treated or looked at differently after doing this. So what was the conversation like after? And then we'll you know, let you sign off. But yes. I want to know those two, what those two conversations. It were. was starting with just being clear about my fantasy was to be fucked by a series of strangers. 
But the, the reality of that is very risk, high risk. And so I that's not within my risk profile. Um, so because of that, I wanted to create a, a similar situation where I could get the feeling of being penetrated by strangers and having that kind of like being objectified, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so when I explained that to him, he was extremely sex positive. All, everyone that we invited and black. is and black. I'm yes. only smiling because like... She said it like she was thinking about getting a new car. He was so sweet about it. <laughs> he was like, babe, you get the Nissan, you get the Honda, you get the fu- you get whatever you want. First yeah. of all, why couldn't you go with the Ferrari, the G-Wagon? <laughs> like, shit, not the Nissan. <laughs> were they all good dicks? Yeah, w- they were, actually. I really, and I actually morning. got fucked by a lightsaber dildo. That was one of the funner parts that I got to see the pictures afterwards of me being fucked by, because uh, my friend there were, there were pictures made a 3D, uh, 3D printed dildo and oh, had, I thought it was 3D photos. I'm like, they just in a house? Yeah. <laughs> no, not 3D uh, photos. Uh, but I had a professional photographer there to take uh, fo- photos of the moments that specifically were about me because I wanted to protect other people's privacy. And I also have masks. So people wanted to, if they got caught in background, they could protect themselves. That's a real um, wow. coffee scene. But I Did really, anybody come on you? No one came on me except for my partner, who was the last person who fucked me. And so he came inside me, which was really nice. How long did it take him to come? Because I feel like I'd have been so well, horny. I have been like, I was blowing him for about an hour or so. So he <laughs> was, shit. he was like, you know, pretty good to go. Like he, he actually usually lasts a lot longer, but I think like because of the excitement of like watching everybody fuck around us. And then there were people being flogged. We had an electro PlayStation. So there were a lot of different people? scenes. No, this is free for my birthday, but it did inspire me. Birthday is it? <laughs> <laughs> but it inspired me to do events after that. And so literally right after that, I was like, I want to curate safe spaces for people. This might be this the is my best calling. Sex party I've heard of. I think, like the one that I had heard about that was up there, um, was one of those like those ones in LA that they pay like thousands of dollars for, mm-hmm. just because of like everything that's going on. But also, people are so coupled up and don't necessarily want to swap in those yes. parties that it did. But don't I love that you you opened that up for people. Absolutely. Could could, could I ask them too? Again, the biggest concern with women is how their partners, they feel their partners will view them after. Yeah. What was, um, what is it called? Um, what is it? Safe something after? Aftercare. How? Aftercare. Aftercare. Well, okay, that's what I thought you were saying, yeah, but I wasn't okay, sure yeah, if it was, was another girl, word. I'm fucking up even the easy one. <laughs> she was okay. like, what is it called? Sex. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think aftercare. it's aftercare, but I don't want to. What, what did aftercare look like and what was the conversation with your partner after this experience? Oh, it was so beautiful. One, to begin with, my friend that was there that was kind of moderating the, the list, if you will, she was giving me positive affirmations of what a gift I was giving everyone, how beautiful of a goddess I am, you know, very uplifting and empowering. Empowering um, things important. during, during, yes, during, and That's so important. that was super helpful and got me in a, a really beautiful headspace. And then afterwards, just I need physical touch. Like that is one of my big love languages. So I love compression. I love clo- closeness. And so just sitting there wrapped in a blanket, cuddling with my partner while literally everyone is fucking around us was like, like one of the most magical experiences. And I also had two of my submissives there, and they were the only two people that were not allowed to fuck me because I don't fuck my submissives. Damn, um, bitch, you was lit. And I thought I was lit right here. Right? <laughs> 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 I'll wave my 
banana banner. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Did yeah. you? I, I I do have one question. Um, uh, we keep saying pe- one more question. <laughs> were people allowed to be voyeurs? Absolutely. Okay. I'm a big boy. I'm more of a voyeur than I am an exhibitionist. I know saying that after this display, but I literally have to be sensory deprived because I'm not an exhibitionist. Mm. And so I don't want to know that I'm on display. I kind of have to forget that oh, I'm on you display. You just wanted fucking pictures. Exactly. And like the experience of having all of these people penetrate me one after the other. That was the biggest part of it. And so <laughs> I, I... That was really it for me. It's just the dicks that came in each and every Four time. Four fingers. Yeah. And we only got, <laughs> you're forgetting penetration. We only got to be more than just you. <laughs> you know, I, I'm laughing and smiling about it because um, listening to your voice, you have a very innocent, right? <laughs> And you're such an innocent voice. And Mandy and I were talking about Baby Spice this morning. We were t- we were about the and you look like Scary Spice. Yeah, But you give me such Baby Spice such energy. Oh, it's like I just had a cocktail. But also even saying like, uh, you do coming off, you, you come off so soft, but yet to even know you're a dom and you have subs, I just know like you switch in and out of those roles probably. And what, do you wake up and say, today I'm, I want to be more dominant? Like, how do you switch in and out of those roles? Last qu- That was the yeah. last question. <laughs> um, yes, being a femdom has empowered me in my day-to-day life. So mm-hmm. advocating for myself, setting boundaries for myself, clear communications before I, you know, get involved with anyone, you know, not just sexually or in the bedroom, but any kind of business interactions and understanding, you know, okay, what are you asking of me? What are your needs of me? And then what can I bring to the table? I apply those to my sessions with my submissives and I also apply those to how I attack life. And so it has really been encouraging for me to be like, oh, I'm not just going to be this go with the flow kind of girl. Like even in mm-hmm. when I became poly and I wanted and I was exploring my sexuality, I, I wanted to be the girl that was like down for whatever and like deep dive into the, you know, orgy pool. And then I was like, actually, I need more kissing and touching and hugging and I want to make out more instead of... <laughs> I should have been. I'm an Aries, but I was tw- <laughs> two, two weeks late. <laughs> but I, I realized that I was like, okay, I don't regret being that person and deep diving into all of that. But now I think I need a little bit more. And so I've realized that because I can set those boundaries for myself and still go to play parties, still host play parties, but I don't have to be in the middle of it all, Mm. you know, in order to actually be fulfilled and enjoying myself. So that was a lesson that I had to learn over time. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I became a a professional dominatrix that I really understood and embraced that. And then it was encouraging because as I was more firm with my boundaries, people respected it more. And then that reaffirmed me to be more harder with my boundaries. They do. People people generally, I mean, I know we do a lot of sexual awareness as far as like people just being, whether taking, taking advantage of someone, being abusive or whatever. Like, I do think most people will give you what you're asking for. Yes. Yes. That, you were awesome. Like, I'm sure everyone uh, loved yes, you. Yes, no, seriously. And let our listeners know where they may be able to find you. Um, and even if you have an event coming up. They want to know if you open. Yeah. <laughs> when can we come in? New York just opened 25%, okay? That Buddha hole might only be 25% open right now. So calm down. She got a wait list going on. You know what I mean? Shit. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Feel you. Me? Thank let you, let our listeners 
us know where they can uh, follow you on social media. And again, maybe anything upcoming that you have, if you have an email list, because I know you send everything to my phone. But Yes, yeah. I have to work on that email list, actually. Yeah, yeah we got um, But I, I have uh, my Instagram, which is glittersaurus.rex, um, like glittersaur, uh, like a dinosaur, but with glitter. Um, <laughs> oh, we get it. You can see if Check you get to YouTube, see me. guys. Um, <laughs> and then um, on Twitter, I'm glittersaurus69. Um, if you want to follow me there, yeah, I'm trying are. to build up my Twitter following since I'm being more shadow banned on IG. Of course. Um, and then I actually just made a website, glittersaurusrex.com. So you can check out my website and I've actually post all my events on my website. So you can see that the next one coming up is actually one I'm producing for the BIPOC Collective. It's an erotic film festival. Nice. So we're going to be showcasing all aspects of erotica for, from BIPOC content creators. What day is that? Uh, it's going to be the last day in February. So okay. the 28th, February 28th. Um, and I'm guys, really if you are interested in, uh, you know, knowing more of her events, uh, make sure you check the description of this episode and we'll be sure to tag her on all of our social medias. And if you haven't yet, we are on YouTube. So if you want to see all the glitter, Soros, Rex. We got new butts. I got a white butt to be inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, can that, I be honest with y'all? It's like a bitch, please. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I didn't know it was gonna come out that white, but I could th- thought to myself, "Was YouTube ain't gonna cancel us? So we got the white ass." <laughs> yeah. So what's crazy too butt. is we wanted to put tits, but we know for whatever reason, tits bothers everyone, everyone. on camera. Yeah. So thing. I was like, she was like, "Let me get tits." I said, "Nah," because they be weird. So we'll see if we get away with the ass. Yeah. You know, just a little booty. But if you yeah, guys like so much, thank uh, you. for coming. I'm so glad. Thank I feel you. like I told you you should have came on like two years ago. So I'm super <laughs> glad that you came on and you shared. Your story. And now you're in the event. Blow her shit up. Yes. Not- <laughs> I mean, if, I'm looking for sugar daddies if anybody oh, wants blue, to spoil blue, me. She said that. She so said I'm always me. Open Maybe you to should that. hit up Poor Minds next and ask for some right. I was like, Lex and Drea might be able to help you more with that. Um, guys, we are going to leave y'all with a five minute bonus clip. Y'all That's know we right. over there on the Patreon. Thank you for not yelling so at us. Go ahead and about check the us week out off. over there. Be, oh, yeah, you guys yeah. are really sweet about Thank not y'all. yelling at Thank us. Thank y'all. I, and to be very fair, I do want to talk to y'all real quick. And I don't know you're here. Uh, mentally, things have been absolutely fucking insane, draining with me personally, uh, with this show. Weezy, uh, we had a conversation before coming to the studio. She's dealing with a lot. And again, it wasn't until even we recorded our Patreon this morning. We literally have not gone without an episode since we started this show wow. in four years. So we haven't had a week off. And then... Literally over the last year and a half or plus, a year and a half or so, we've been giving you guys three, two to three bonus episodes a week. So we're literally dropping a month. seven to eight episodes a month on top of y'all know Wheezy has a new pod. I have two new pods. I have a yes. box. She has a studio. Like, I know y'all think this is, this is the easy part. Honestly, I this think it was lot. really good for us. Like we needed a refresher. Yeah, I wish it was a refresher for me. No, I Paris was burning last week for me. Yeah. So I'm glad that it was a refresher there. <laughs> no, but I mean I, us. I know, but oh. And, and my friend was just saying, maybe you should take a break or put it in your contract. I said, it's in one of my contracts. But then I have three other teams and three other people. You have a whole studio you're operating. There is no break for us. There is none. No, there's not. No. So thank y'all for not... Uh, you know, attacking us on social media. Yeah, we have a very good week. We appreciate you guys a lot. I I'm really grateful for that. Um, yes, check out all of our other stuff. That's what we should do. We should plug our shit too. Oh, we know you like that glitter, bitch. But what I'm trying (laughs) to tell y'all is, we got podcasts. We got for fact's sake that comes out tomorrow. Mandy's podcast comes out tomorrow. I have see the thing is, I have period sis. 
And also, I just want to shout out everybody who did get my merch. Uh, it was flash sale, only available for a week. So if you didn't get it, you're bad. Um, but <laughs> fuck I, you. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it might come back. Yes. Uh, but no, it, I the way the whore hive even just jumped on it. I like. 12 hours later had a hundred orders and I like could not believe it. That's this so is, dope. This is a test trial for me with, with my merch. So I, Maybe I appreciate little, you guys. Uh, e-commerce this e-commerce shit yes. is no fucking joke. Well, if like, you guys like shit in the flesh, come down to <laughs> yeah. the studio, meet me. She's in person. I promise I won't fuck your shit up. And if you're not uh, local to New York to record your podcast here, do a consult with me. I will be yeah, she has a jizz couch, y'all. This is the casting couch. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All no. Right. There's oh, a, that's no. a jizz couch. You said that's a jizz couch. Oh, no. I don't know. It's from Offer Up, but this one isn't. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, but guys, no, check out. We're going to leave you guys with a five-minute bonus clip. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us. Make sure you guys support Tiana and all of her events. Follow her on social media. And if you got the check, hit her up too. Hey. All right, bitch, we out. Thanks, Bye. guys. Thank you. He was like, well, I think you should tell Mandy it came out again. And I was like, honestly she's already going through a lot because the town hall thing happened. I was like, I'm not bringing this up because I I don't feel like being the bearer of bad news. Right. So I sent it to a dude I used to work with and was like, can you figure out how this link was published? And um, he asked me where the, he said first, which is v- super interesting, which I want you guys to know. He said, first off, did this picture exist before you saw it? Like as, uh, before that person got it, who leaked it? You think it was her ex-boyfriend? Da-da? And I told him the story and I said, he said, if the image that he uploaded came from a Google or something else, mm. they, or I, I keep saying he, I don't know who did it. Right. They redistributed content. He's like, sometimes you can't even subpoena that person because it's already in circulation, mu- already. much like a sex mm. tape, right? So he's like, if something, and which I think everybody should really know this. He said, that's why a person like you who maybe saw Trey Song's sex tape and reposted it, can't really go to jail because you weren't the initial publisher. But when you make something publicly available and then you use any kind of electronic communication to keep blasting it, it just depends where the source is from. He said, and when they figure out how that person uploaded it, however it's saved, normally we'll say if they've had the original or not. Yep. Um, But he said, if it happened in New York, there's literally nothing you can do. And that wow. to me, I thought was crazy. I'm going to uh, actually send you this link. Okay. But basically, uh, so the dude works at where I used to work, right? But he helps people figure out who hacked them. So he does the same thing kind of like when it comes to like porn shit. And there was a few girls he told me about when I was working with him, actually. And he was like, yo, they're like exes would upload videos um, to discords or to Pornhub. And he's like, and I would help them figure out like at least down to the zip code or something like that, who it is. So yeah, uh, in New York, there is no law against it. But in some other places like in North Carolina, you can't even coerce or harass someone or demean or humiliate them online about an image, a sexual image. So if that picture had any comments like whatever, like that you didn't like, that's literally a class H felony. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Just for talking shit about somebody's nude. So I thought that was really interesting to learn because I had no idea. And honestly, Look at you coming through with some real vanilla shit for real nigga. Cause to me, like this is probably top five, top three worst things to happen to a woman. Yeah. And, and, and I'll be very honest with you. And I didn't even think about it. I think until dang, was it you that said it? It may have been my friend, my, uh, someone else that I was talking to yesterday, but the idea that 
that even another woman did this to a woman. And on top of that, she's a sex worker. Uh, and so that, you know, it, that's just also hard. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just, that's just also hard. But y'all know me. We're going to get to the outline. Look at me just getting over this shit. Um, Black excellence for this week is Audrey Lord. Lord is a self-described Black lesbian feminist mother poet warrior who made lasting contributions in the fields of feminist theory, critical race studies, and queer theory through her, damn, I chose something with these big words, pedagogy? What? Pedagogy (laughs) and writing. It's P-E-D-A-G-O-G-Y. I'm trying to fucking look and I can't even. Pedagogy. Pedagogy. Okay, whatever. And writing. Among her most notable works are Cole from 1976, The Black Unicorn, The Cancer Journals, and Zami, A New Spelling of My Name. I write for those women who do not speak, for those who do not have a choice because they are so terrified, because we are taught to respect fear more than ourselves. We've been taught that silence would save us, but it won't. Lord once said. So, oh, pedagogy. Oh, what the fuck is that? I just looked it up. I've heard, I've seen the word before. I think I said it right, but it's um the practice of teaching. It's just that sounds way better than what the fuck I said. The the meaning of it is basically like teaching something. Let me try to read it in a sentence. Um, it says the relationship between applied linguistics and the language pedagogy. It's the, okay. It's basically teaching, but the actual act of teaching. Nigga, they could have just said teaching. The fuck. You know, damn, they be complicating shit. 